Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 27, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook and YouTube throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Uh, well, another scratchy Warriors performance against a tough Tigers outfit, this time in front of a large Hamilton crowd. Um, we also got a lot of one-sided matches um, as we get another week closer to the finals. First of all, how are you, and what did you think of the round? I'm doing very well, thanks, Brad. Um, I I very much enjoyed the round. Yeah, like you say, there were a couple of pretty big results and, and the finals race is heating up. But uh, how are you and how did you enjoy the the match in Hamilton? How was the atmosphere? It was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I was talking with Paul just before um, we went on here about the, uh, the, the handful of pitch invaders we had and the, um, the Mexican wave that resulted in a lot of trash going all over the place mm. um but it was good I, I was happy with my my seats i got i got some cheapies behind the goalpost. um mm. unfortunately saw a little bit of, a, a couple of warriors tries but a lot of tigers ones in that second half yeah um, and yeah as you can see paul is, is back with us this week after his his rest last week and before we move on i want to apologize um i forgot to send paul our picks last week um, and if I did, we would have got our second multi. So um, I apologize. I, I, I cocked up the multi for everyone. Um, but it is what it is. That's what happens when the boss takes a week off, you know. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. We but won yeah, in spirit. Was, yeah, we, um, we know that we got them right. Um, but, yeah, you watched at home. What do you think of it um, at home? Um, probably a little too close for my liking um a few swear words thrown around and a couple of um periods where i stood up and was pacing around the around the lounge but um we got there in the end yeah um as again as i told paul there was a few swear words and stuff and chat to you after the game when i was seething on my drive home um <laughs> i've calmed down a bit and um, got a more optimistic look so that we'll talk about that more when we get into the review but um yeah as always, um, we're here live at 8 p.m. Um, you can catch us at your convenience on iHeartRadio or Spotify um, whenever you like. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 24 and Round 4 of the NRL and NRLW, and an update on our tips. 
We'll then answer some questions um, from you guys as well as questions we've got for each other. We'll then preview round 25 and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. And we might as well jump straight into it. And um, I yeah, see that. I see we've got uh, Hammer on board and Simon's there also. He said maybe Hamilton might be a permanent at home for the Tigers. They play a lot better than Campbelltown. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, before we move into the stories, I just want to commend the crowd that actually um, welcomed the Tigers onto the pitch. It wasn't a chorus of boos like um, we expect when the Warriors fans are around, um, showing them respect for being the only team that brought a game here. So um, yeah. respectful crowd to the Tigers. And yeah, I thought they, they definitely put on a performance that they could be proud of. But yeah, stories. Yeah. Um, NRL and the RPA war, it appears to be over, Richie. Um, they've agreed in principle to a new deal. Um, no word on when the deal will be officially signed, but the player threats and boycotts are over. Um, there was a, an interview with Peter Volandis last week, Richie, where he said um, he was going to jump in and if he was in there, it would be sorted out in a couple of days. And everyone kind of laughed and said, you know, uh, the ego of this guy. Then he jumped in, and a couple of days it was done. So I don't know if it's the Vlandy's effect or if, um, or what each side has um, relented on. But are you happy that it's over? Most definitely. Um, I think it's great that they finally got a chance to sit down, and uh, I'm sure each side would have made certain concessions to the other to help. You know. Uh, get it over the line. So I'm glad we're at this point and can finally stop hearing about it and talking about it. And, and everyone must be, everyone must be happy on both sides if, if they're, if they've reached, reached that this point. So that's good. I'm just happy. It means that the Dally M's will, will go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'm happy about. And I saw Hammer asked about the pitch invaders and Paul answered. There were only three and the crowd booed them all heavily when they ran out on the field. Um, so that was good to see as well. It, it, I think that kind of helped um, not encourage others to do it. So, um, yeah, great news to see there. And next bit, um, Volandis wasn't done with his news for the week. Um, they officially announced the Las Vegas launch for 2024. Um, next year's season is going to kick off in Vegas with the Broncos, Seagulls, Roosters and Rabbitohs being the teams making the trip over. Um, how many boys from the Bronx um, are going to get in mischief over in Vegas? What do you reckon? Uh, I know at least one that will that will enjoy that that nightlife, uh, and and a few more. I'm sure uh, people like Jordan Ricky uh, strike me as a type that would get up to mischief with uh, Mister Reese Walsh as well. Um, I'm sure they've got a little crew there that that enjoy getting out. Get, getting out and getting amongst it, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting, won't it, to see how that see how that goes. Um, be pretty cool that if they get the Roosters and the Rabbitohs up against each other for a rivalry match. Um, be kind of a shame that that wouldn't be in, in Sydney where it goes off, but um, it'd be a good good sort of advertisement for the game over over there. Yeah, it's. A, I'm still not sold on it. Myself, nah, me either. Um, like, me either. Like, I know that they, they want to try to tap into that market, but um, this is a market that New Zealand takes the All Blacks to 
and hasn't had that much success. Um, and if yeah. the All Blacks and the brand the All Blacks have, no disrespect to the NRL, but the brand the All Blacks have, if they can't get Americans through the door, I struggle to see how the Broncos, Seagulls, Roosters and Rabbits are going to do it. But I hope it goes well for them. Um, I'm very thankful they didn't decide to throw the Warriors in there for the first one and take a home game away from us, as they would do. Um, interesting, though, it does sound like the Broncos are going to have their game as a home game over there. Um mm which was surprising, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll, we'll probably talk about it in a couple of weeks when we've got less, less teams to talk about to see how it folds um, in, but I thought we'd better mention it. Um, yep. Jared Croker has announced um, his retirement at season's end. Not too surprising. Um, you know, he's been around a long time. He, he cracked that 300, which I think we we're all hoping would happen. Um it's not really much more for him to do. And he uh, basically, he said, like, his heart, heart ahead is still in it, but the body's not following. Um, so, yeah, tremendous career for, for Croker. Um, what's your thoughts on him um, hanging up the headgear at the end of the year? Hanging up the headgear like that. Uh, yeah, I, I just echo your thoughts, Brad. He's had a very decorated career. Um, maybe not so much in terms of, uh, rep 40 and, and winning titles, so not decorated in that sense, but in every other sense, you know, he's become a 300 gamer. Um, he's been a legend of the green machine, and, and yeah, it's just he's just had a fantastic career and wish him all the best post footy. I'm very glad he actually he was able to get his body to hold up to get him over that 300 mark because um, yeah. I think he was very deserving of that milestone. Yeah, and Ham has put some stats in for us, Croker. He scored 135 tries, 18 of them against the Warriors, including three try doubles and two hat-tricks. Yeah, he used, there was a time when um, you were sitting on some money if you threw money on him to score a try against the Warriors. Um, thankfully, those days are over. But, um, yeah, I don't know what his plans are post um, his playing career, if he's going to move into coaching or a mentor role or something, or even completely step away from footy. I'm sure we'll hear about it um, in the post in the postseason um, when he's led his emotions of giving up, um, giving up his game, but I'm sure we'll talk about it um, before the season's over anyway. Um, Steve's talking about stepping down. Matt Parrish. He stepped down as a Samoan coach, um, believing that it's the right time for someone else to um, take the opportunity and lead them. Um, immediately when it was announced, everyone knocked on um, Matty Johns's door again since the Johns brothers were interested in um, being coaches. He's um, put the kibosh on it and said no. Um, I don't even know if him and Joey are talking yet. Uh, I haven't kept up with those dramas. But um, there's been a few names... Um, thrown around for it i i am not really knowledgeable about it yet but you as the samoan on the on the show you got anyone um you're interested in being the coach um yeah probably um wayne bennett or craig bellamy someone like that bennett, bennett's <laughs> already said no <laughs> yeah i know those pipe pipe dreams um yeah it's I think Matt Parrish had a good run and took them to obviously the, the World Cup 
grand final. So that's that's pretty great success um, f- in terms of Samoa, you know, a tier two nation making it that far. Um, yeah, I just hope the next person that, that gets the role takes the ball by the horns and, and builds off of that. Um, I think I think we'll continue to see the island nations get some big names for for a lot of these internationals. So it's it's a great opportunity for whoever takes it on. You think that that half sparing of uh, Jerome Luai and Luke Metcalf for the next Samoan game? Um, I think it'll be great. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get some more news. Um, obviously, in a little bit, we're going to talk about the uh, the upcoming internationals um, now that they've been officially announced. But um, I'm sure we'll have in the next couple of weeks, maybe maybe a month, we'll have an announcement on who the coach is. They'll probably want to get someone in before that starts. So um, next bit of news, uh, Graham Ellerslie, um, he admitted that Gerard Sutton missed a Liam Martin knock-on. Um, the Panthers scored on the next play after that knock-on. Um, but after admitting that, he did actually come out and um, get a bit defensive and um, called on coaches and officials to cease unfair and unwarranted criticism of the referees. Um, we can go on about it all day, but um, I, we go fast forward to the Warriors game. I saw a lot of Tigers fans, and Adam Dewey, um, or Dewahi, even hit out on social medias about he, he thought he's never seen such a one-sided referee um, go against the Tigers before. And I left that game thinking the opposite thinking like there was some bad calls against the Warriors that shouldn't have happened. So um, to see both fan bases being angry at the ref for different things, um, mm. it's it's not great. I know they're, they're humans and they make mistakes in that, but um, the bunker makes the mistakes as well, and the bunker's there to, to stop those mistakes from happening. So, mm. um, yeah, I think there are sometimes unwarranted um, calls from coaches and stuff that are just been sooks, but they've also got the right if they see something that they believe is wrong to call it out. Um, and then Allersley can do his slideshow to prove if it was right or wrong. But what's your take on the, the refereeing? Do you think it's got better or worse? I don't think all of the criticism is unwarranted or unfair. I think the standard's been pretty poor, uh, especially recently. Um, yeah, I mean, every every man and his dog could see that knock on in that Panthers game. Um, so, what what good is it admitting that? I mean, everyone saw it in plain view. Look at the Souths game against the Dragons, the try off off the kick where half the team was offside. Clearly, um, I did. This, I didn't mind that one to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't have anything to do with the team they were that that it went against, would it? Potentially, yeah. Um, but there's been a number of there is a number of calls every week. I get that they are human. That the, the on field ref I can swallow, um, mm. but the bunker the bunker's making a lot of these calls or non calls as as sometimes is, and I, I just don't see an excuse for people who supposedly have all these angles. Um, getting it wrong yeah um and i feel we'll, we'll never probably i don't think we'll ever see a, a rapid improvement um with Allen's lee in there because he is more prone to defend his team which I, he's allowed to do it's the same as how a coach will defend their players um 
but you know, a coach, if a player drops the ball too much, coach drops that player, right? So yeah, I, I still feel there's a, there's a handful of times where a player, a ref has been stood down for a little bit this year, but um, probably not as much um, as needed, but they'll be the new story that continues for a lifetime. Um, I think mm. they'll always be bad, but we'll, we'll move on um, to some interesting news. Tavita Pangai Jr. Um, he announced yesterday that he is going to retire at the end of the season um, to focus on becoming a professional boxer. What's your take on this, Richie? Um, I kind of feel like his heart hasn't been in league for a while. Mm. Um and yeah, it, it probably makes sense that he's going to cut away. Gives the Bulldogs um, some much-needed room in their cap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, really interesting. Um, I think you're right. I, he doesn't appear fully invested, and at least he got a, a New South Wales cap to his name before he before he calls it quits, but. Yeah, I don't think his his form has been probably where he wants it to be for for a while now, and um, probably sees this as an opportunity to to jump out and try something new. I don't know how well he'd go in the field of boxing, but it's a pretty big decision for him too. It's a fairly big, uh, fairly big wage he's on there at the Dogs, so um, it's a bit of a risk to give it all up to fight at a level of boxing which. Let's let's face it. He's he's not, you know, he's not going to be making massive bucks like like the big dogs. No, um, I guess if he's obviously got people there that think he's got potential to to reach a level um, in boxing where he can make a, a decent wage. So full credit to him if that's his passion and that's what he wants to do. Um, go for it. Um, mm. Be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll move on. Um, I'm sure we'll get an announcement of his first fight probably next year sometime. I would imagine. I, I think he'll he'll have to go into a, a full training regimen to get out of being a a league body and into a boxing body. But um, mm. we'll save that for our boxing our boxing show, April. Well, yeah, I was going to just you say that, um, but he could be tempted to sort of cash in on his name and. Uh, and, and, and sort of get a get about in early because before he become before we'll forget who he is. That's the other problem. Um, and that's mm. how he doesn't rush it. And he actually gets properly trained up for it. Because it is what you say, it is. Um sure Sonny Bill Williams has done it and a few others have done it, but look it's a, um it is it is a different sport. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think his name's big enough to do it either though at the moment. Like you it's... had Sonny Bill and Paul yeah. Gallon. Paul Gallon People wanted to see Paul Gallen get his head knocked off. So oh, that's yeah. why people were interested. And he knew it, which is what he tapped into that. Um, yep. I think Pangai could probably play that card as well because he isn't the most liked person around. Um, but yeah, no, but yeah. people remember who he is for like, you say, for about 12 months. And then after yeah. that, it's going to be like, well, who's this? He, did he, he used to play NRL, really? Because the world will have moved on. Um, mm. whereas, so he's got like 12 months before. He's kind of whilst he's still got some relevance from a from a league point of view, I thought. Yeah, it's a tough sport, you know. One one bad boxing bout and you it derails your whole career. Um, so, time will tell. Um, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, mm. 
But well, next next news. Peter Vlandis, um wanted to keep going again um, and add some more stuff. And uh, Simon said, Saber Williams boxing fight's not real. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I still can't get over um, Sonny Bill. When he does a cross, he does a pirouette afterwards. Um, it's bad form. Um, but, yeah, that's for the boxing show. We'll move on. <laughs> um, yeah, so Peter Vlandis, he, he's sorted out the, the CBA. Um, he sorted out Las Vegas. Um, he now is focusing on an NRLW magic round in New Zealand. Um, it's a nice idea. I don't know if it'll work until there's a Warriors team in the NRLW. Um, yeah. Like, I like the idea, but I know there was some talks about them having it in Queenstown, which I don't think is the right place to have it um, myself. But, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's an Auckland or Wellington thing um, in my eyes. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be hard. Like, I love the NRL, don't get me wrong, but I think – for your sitting on the fence league supporters, I don't know if they'll be as interested to go to Magic Ground if there's no Warriors team there. Um, yep. It's not uh, no disrespect to them. It's not the same as the the men's Magic Ground where you have all the you know giant names. Like there's some big names in the NRLW, but not for everybody that watches. You know we we know like the Millie Boyles and um, like eighty percent of that roster's roster. To be fair. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's for me. It's the profile of the NRLW. I'm not sure that it's big enough over this side of the Tasman just yet to to gather a lot of public interest. So I just question whether ticket sales would be would be very good. Um, yeah. Um, like you say, a nice idea in, in theory, but I'm just not sure the numbers that they could pull. Are your thoughts, Paul? Well, look, if you go for, if you do something like Queenstown, which is going to have a tiny stadium, then, mm. and you do it basically for, um, and, and, and you do it as part of a tourism thing and try and get people to fly over from, from Australia, um, then I can see it working um, along those sort of things, make it part of an adventure weekend. Um, and it, it's all going to come down to, to the marketing. Uh, we we have seen a number now of um, of black ferns um, head over. So if you there's there's, there's um, so if you play on uh, and, and really use their names to try and try and uh, promote it, then you have got a chance because you, you do there are um, I can think of at least two off the top of my head uh, of sort of World Cup or at least um, uh, if, if uh, Olympians who I think have gone over. Um, yeah. And uh, so you've got people with who can sort of stand there with a with an Olympic gold medal on TV and be part of a promotional thing. So I think you could um, you could really. I mean, as someone said, Queenstown doesn't really have a stadium. No, it's going to be a, yeah. So exactly, it's, it's going to be a small. You don't need a big crowd to fill it. Um, whereas mm-hmm. if you try and take it to Wellington and you put it in the Cape Tin, it'll be a failure. It'll look awful. It'll yeah. look awful. So you want to take it to somewhere like Queenstown. Um, I, th- I think it's actually it's actually a better move. Uh, because you because you, you can fill it with only ten thousand people. Differences. I'd go to Wellington. I wouldn't go to Queenstown. Um, but yeah, like Jacko said, Queenstown's too expensive. Uh, Ed, I took a financial hit going to Wellington for one night. Um, but but it's it, it, it fits with what the NRL is trying to be. If you go into Vegas, 
If yeah. you're now um, you're going to these destinations that will pay you to go there because they want people, they want to have a reason for people to go there outside of the normal holiday season kind of thing. Um, and they want whole events there to 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 to, to, um, to promote their location. So, um, so uh, yes, yeah, so I, I think in some ways, yeah, the Queenstown's the, the right kind of place to take it to. Um, as far as not having a Warriors team, well, yes, it would be nice, but it might also be a way of raising awareness of the NRLW before actually releasing or before launching a team. So there's a bit more awareness around them when they go live, when they do go live. Is the other way yeah. of looking at it. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I'm sure we'll get more news as it goes on. So we'll go on to our favourite new segment, the Ben Hunt saga, Richie. So um, more rumours have come out about Ben Hunt. Um, it's apparently now he's fully committed um, to the Dragons after meeting with Shane Flanagan. So last week he wanted another immediate release. Now he's wants to stay and fulfil his contract. So um, I'm sure next week we'll probably say he wants a release again. But what's your take on the Ben Hunt umming and ahhing? I don't really have a, I don't really have a good take on it to be honest, Brad. Until, until it's picture, actually official. Until, until it's the picture's clearer. Like you say, one week it's one story, one week it's another. Um, I think it'd be great if he stayed. I mean, he's got a contract there. If if he were to leave, it would set them back a fair bit. He's their best Wooden player. But, Here they come. Yeah, you say that, but I, I they've shown glimpses. Especially recently, that's with him though. If he goes, no, yeah, but you throw in a new coach and a proven coach, Shane Flanagan, and I think pieces will start falling into place. They'll they'll make a. I think they'll be able to attract some better signings again with a better structure in place. But yeah, I hope I hope he stays. It's a poor take from you. So, um, anyone watching, if you want to become the the next host of the standoff with me. Um, send us your CVs because uh, Richie's gone. Um, in my second team now. <laughs> um, we'll go on to, to Joey Manu. So um, unlike the amending ring from Ben Hunt, um, Joey Manu's management's come out and stated that he's not interested in hitting the open market and he's hopeful to re-sign with the, roast, uh, the Roosters sooner rather than later. Um, Mix, I don't see the Roosters wanting to let him go. So um, I expect they will find a deal. You know, they they always seem to manage to find a way to, to fit these guys under the cap somehow. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, what do you take? Um, I'd love to see Joey Manu um, go to another team, preferably uh, one in New Zealand. But um, he's been a one-club man for the Roosters, and I think it's actually good to see him showing loyalty there, especially I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that would say, mate, come to us, you'll be fullback. Mm. Um, which we all know that's what he wants, but he's willing to sit under the grandpa that is Teddy and um, bide his time. But what do you reckon? Yeah, from an outsider's point of view, looking in, I, I think you can tell he really likes it. He really loves that club. Um, so, he, he, you know, I think we will be hearing news of him re-signing with them um, in, in the future. But, yeah. I, like you say, would be nice to get him over over these ways, but um, I think it's it'd be great if he signed on and, and stayed a one club man. It's a bit of a rarity in this day and age, um, so it's great to celebrate it when you see it. Like 
Mm. Same with Croker about to retire. Uh, somebody super loyal to a club. Um, it's good to see. Yeah, and then um, before we get into the international news, the last bit of news, it, it broke today. Um, as always with the Tigers, they can't keep a secret. Um, Benji Marshall is going to step up and become the West Tigers head coach from next season with uh, Tim Sheen stepping down. Um, it's fairly recent, so we haven't got a lot of news, so we don't know if Tim Sheens is going to stay in the mental capacity that he was meant to be doing um, or if he's completely out of the circle. Um, what's your take on it? Um, I kind of feel like Benji's basically been head coach this year anyway, um, especially watching the Tigers game in, in Hamilton. Um, it looked more like Benji was uh, directing everything. Yeah. Um, but what's your take? Oh, I th yeah, I think it's good. I think Sheens was out of the game for a while. Maybe the game's moved on a wee bit. And, yeah, I think Benji's got a good good rugby league brain. And he'll, he'll be good for the Tigers, as good as you can be for a club like that. Uh, you know, they've had a bit of a losing culture there for a while. Um, yeah, and as Simon said, how long will Benji last as coach? Um, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, I think if they've made this decision, they need to stick by him. They can't just, you know, if they if the Tigers are rubbish the next two years, they can't just throw him out because he is, not only is he a young coach, he's a guy that's never coached, you know. So you can't go a guy with, you know, barely any coaching experience. You can't just throw him a, a team for a year or two and expect them to, you know, go from last place to being playoff contenders. And yeah, and like Paul mentioned, the Tigers did have a stretch where they won three out of four games this season. Yeah, the only three games they won this year, and it was Panthers, Dragons, and Cowboys um, in that stretch. So, and they've been very, very close a couple of times. Um, so it's not like they're getting pantsed every week. Mm. Um, but I think there, there is, there is some good, good in there. I, we'll talk about it in the review. Unfortunately, one of the best aspects they've got is going to be in a Panthers jersey next year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll we have to just play it as it lies and see what happens next year. Um, but I wish Benji nothing but the best. Mm. Um, and what's going to be one of the tougher tougher things in his career. And, yeah, so Paul's brought some more stats up for us. They've had six losses this season by six points or less. Um, then you throw in the one in the weekend, Paul, where they lost by eight. Um, so, yeah, uh, tough, tough, tough time for the Tigers, but... Um, there's always got to be someone who's last, right? Yeah. Um, so last bit of news before we get into signings and injuries, um, the Pacific Championships, we talked about it last week, but um, they've given us the itinerary now. So um, there'll be two match days in Australia, two in New Zealand, and four in Papua New Guinea. Um, the men's competition is going to be split into two pools. Um, so I'll just do a quick rundown, Richie. Um, week one, which is October 14 and 15, um, we've got Australia and Samoan men um, playing in Townsville, Australia and New Zealand women playing in Townsville, Papua New Guinea and Cook Islands playing in Port Moresby, and um, that's the men, and Samoa, Fiji women playing in Port Moresby. Week two, which is 21st and 22nd of October, we've got New Zealand, Samoa at Eden Park, um, New Zealand, Tonga women at Eden Park, Fiji and Cook Islands men in uh, Port Moresby, and Papua New Guinea and Cook Islands women in Port Moresby. Week three, which is the uh, 28th to 29th of October, we've got Australia, New Zealand men in Melbourne, 
Australia, New Zealand women in Melbourne, Papua New Guinea and Fiji men in Port Moresby. Then week four is the finals. Um, we got the final of the Pacific Cup tournament will be in Hamilton. Um, interesting place to have the final. Um, and then the final of the men's Pacific Bowl tournament will be in Port Moresby. So I know I threw a lot of you there, but it's good to see they've got a plan. Um, I know there was a lot of people commenting, where's Tonga? But we, as we know, Tonga are going to England. UK, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be good. You know, got um, a game at that horrible stadium in Auckland. Um, having the final in Hamilton's good. You know, usually the Australians like to keep the finals to themselves. Mm. Um but yeah, I would have thought maybe a bigger stadium for the final, potentially. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure they'll fill it out. I'm just glad to see some international league brought to this side of the Tasman. I think it's great. I hope I hope the crowd gets out to Eden Park for that Kiwi Samoa match. It'll should be a really great match. So hopefully the crowd yeah. gets out to see that. I'm sure I'm sure you'll make an effort, Brad. But yeah, it's good, mate. It's it's exciting. We've been banging on banging on about getting some more international league and getting some really good games. I hope I hope the big stars are fit, able and ready to be selected. And um yeah, we'll be mid October we'll be f- fresh off a high of the Warriors taking out the grand final and get some get some international footy to digest. So yeah, yeah I'll, so- I'll be I'll be there for it. I can't wait. Sean will go from Clive Churchill medalist to winning the, the Pacific Championship. Boat. Yeah. And the Golden Boat. Yeah. How good. And um, yeah, Paul's brought up the picture that shows you all the games that I just rattled off. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'll definitely be trying to go to um, Eden Park and then the final in Hamilton if I can get tickets. I think I saw an announcement from the Kiwis saying tickets for Eden Park were going to go for sale in a couple of weeks. Mm. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, definitely go and get them because I'm sure they'll sell out quick. Um, and, yeah, um, Rue said it's great for Papua New Guinea. Yeah, fantastic to see Papua New Guinea get games over there. Yeah. Um, and Jacko also said that um, it's good because we need more international games. Yeah, um, I just hope, like we talked about it last week, Richie, they've got all these ideas for the international game as long as they stick at it and we don't see it for a year or two and then it just drops off like it's done in the past. So yeah. um, fingers crossed for that. So we'll move on to signings. Um, not too many, but there was some big ones. Um, so I'll get the little one out of the way first before we talk about the three big ones. Hull FC have announced the signing of Herman, um, Herman SESI, um on a three-year deal from 2024. Good pickup for Hull FC. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, the, we'll go with the – we'll save the big, big one till the end. But Payne Haas – we talked about it. He didn't want to sign a contract with the Broncos last week. Um, he was just testing us because he announced they've announced his extension uh, this week. So he's got another three years for a room of three and a half million dollars. Um, I, f- I feel like that is a big, big one. That is a big, big one. There, there's yeah. a bigger one though. Um, but yeah, massive for the Broncos to keep him. Um, so well done on Payne for getting getting that dollar dollar. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the Titans. So the Titans, before their game kicked off last week, they announced that David Fafita and Big Tino have extended after all the will-they-won't-they they with that get-out-of-jail clause they had. Um, Fafita has got a new three-year deal until the end of 2026. It's not bad. Um, Big Tino, 
He's got a contract until the end of 2033. That's a long one. A 10-year contract. We'll nearly be 50, mate. Scary thought. And the way it is, it's an interesting contract because 10 years, the landscape can change, you know, what you get as a top player now in 10 years' time, you know, we might be talking about guys getting $2 million a year, ra-da-ra. But his contract's got a ratchet in it. So if things like the salary cap go, he basically gets 10% of the salary cap from the Tigers mm. um, effectively with this deal. So if the salary cap goes up, he gets a pay rise and so on and so forth. But I talked about it about Jason Tamalolo. Jason's still got till 2027 for his 10-year deal that he made. And I don't think the Cowboys are getting value for money anymore. Um, you feel like he's tapering off? Yeah. Um, well, when you talk about the Cowboys, do you, we we barely talk about JT anymore. He's not the he's not the key man he once was. Eh? They, they've got a pack full of people um, that they don't really need him as that number one guy anymore. With guys like Cotter and but he's and, still and getting the, like, the number one guy money. No. I think I still think he adds quite a lot. He does, but um, yeah, I it's always a risk these large contracts. I think because um, you don't know Tino, Tino is fantastic and well done for getting this type of deal. But you know, say by twenty twenty seven, so that's four years away. I think with my quick mess, if if he's hit his peak there and that's his best he's got, you're still stuck with him for a long time after that. Um, or vice versa, the the Titans could end up being absolute garbage, and he might be like, "I don't want to be here." What, what's going on? And he's basically signed his career to a team that might fall off the cliff. It's a risk for both sides, I believe. But yeah, um, and saying that, if someone offered me a ten year deal worth all that money, I wouldn't be saying no. Of course not. No, of course you wouldn't. Thoughts, Paul. So yeah, well, so he's 23. That takes him through to his 33. Um, the Titans locking up 10% of their salary cap for the next for, for the next 10 years. Oh on my a front god! Rower. On a front rower, Brad will think that front that's well, Brad will think that's well worth it. It's <laughs> every front rower should be getting that type of money. <laughs> I mean, that's that seems like a yeah. It's, I guess the question then goes for him: Is he in it for the money, or is he, or does he want to be winning? Win, or does he want to be winning winning trophies? If he's in it for the money, fantastic signing for him. Well done. Um, it has to be for the money. No disrespect to him, but he was with the Storm, and then he yep. left to go to the Titans. Titans aren't winning championships. Um, so, not anytime soon, in my opinion. Um, so, I think it was for the money, and he is a local boy, ish. I think, isn't he? Isn't he from that area, or was that just for feeder? Uh, he's, sure they said- um, he's from Orange, New South Wales, Australia. Yeah, so completely um, uh, a local boy in the Gold Coast. Wrong colour, Brad. It's orange, not gold. Yeah, I always get that map of Australia mixed up. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I'm hoping it's a decent chunk of change. But, yeah, they are better with him in the team. Um, Yes. So, yeah. When he was 14, he suddenly moved to Widgee, Queensland, wherever that Widgee is. So maybe maybe he is a local boy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, local boy, not born there, but like grew up yeah. there type thing. Um, yeah. Um, and Simon said it's origin near the Queensland border. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, congrats on the massive deal. Um, 
But yeah, we'll go on to injuries now, guys, because um, I know we're going long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll just rattle them off because there's a few, nothing too, uh, there's a few majors, I guess I should say. Jackson Hastings suffered a low-grade syndesmosis injury um, well on the same same leg he injured last year. Knights are going to assess him day-to-day. Um, I don't think he's been named this week, has he? Um, I think he's a possibility, wasn't he? But more than likely, more than likely, the following week. Yeah, um, I'm just bringing it up. While I'm bringing that up, though, um, Wade Egan's recovering well from his throat injury. Um, that saw him exit the match early. He's been named this week, and they say he's all good to go. Um, yeah, so Hastings has still been named. So yeah. we'll see if he drops out closer to the day on Sunday. Um, being the last day of the the round gives him more time to recover. Um, Sean Johnson also had an issue with his quad, um, but is not expected to miss any game time. Um, we saw he um, didn't do the kicking duties, which I knew that before the game when I put my bet on him to score <laughs> 14 or more points. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they reckon he's going to be fine. Um, Jeremy Marshall King from the Dolphins, he's re-injured his shoulder that he's done a few times this year, and he's out for the rest of the season now, um, Wayne Bennett said. Pretty sure he said that a few weeks ago too, and then Jeremy was playing. So we'll see. Um, Mitchell Moses from the Eels suffered a suspected fractured eye socket and could miss up to six weeks. Um, so they reckon he'll be back for finals if the Eels make it that far. <laughs> they won't. Um, which, yeah, I, I don't know if they will. Um, then Sam Verrills from the Titans, he's gone in for surgery on his shoulder so he could be fit and healthy for 2024. They've kind of... Know they know they're not playing finals, so they may as well get him ready to go early. Not a bad idea. And then um, the HIAs, we got uh, Connolly um, from the Dolphins. He's not playing this week. He's got his eleven day stand down. Kenny Bromwich um, also got uh, failed HIA. Ben Trevojevic and Brad Parker from Manly both got um, failed HIAs as well. So um, anything you want to add to the injuries? I. Just that I'm happy for Jackson Hastings. It was only something minor. Um, seeing that in the game was a bit concerning. It, it might be something serious. Right on the right as we're heading towards finals, and and he's been a big part of of their surge. So um, and when you take into account what happened to him last year, he was it last year or the year before. He's, his was season last was last year. Season was injured with the I think it was the Paddy Carrigan hip drop, wasn't it? I think um, so. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just glad he he'll be all right, and it'll, possibly this week, definitely next, and hopefully Sean's quad is good. Yeah, fingers crossed. So we'll move into naughty boy and girl corner. Um, Jacob Preston from the Bulldogs. He had a Grade Three dangerous contact. He's got two matches. Um, Ray Stone from the Dolphins had a Grade One careless high tackle. He's out for two matches, and then NRL. Um, Jordan Rapana looked like he was going to get some matches, but he got a fine um, for his tripping and sliding knees. Um, but in the NRLW, uh, Bronco Brianna Clark had a grade two careless high tackle and got a week. And her teammate Jasmine um, Fogafini got a grade two dangerous contact and also got a week. Um, so not too many. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful to see that um, the bumpers that we saw in the Tigers Warriors game didn't get anything more than a fine. Um, well, yeah, that would have been time. silly if they if they got anything for that. It'd be a bit silly, given that you see that most weeks, 
and well, Tino Tino did it two weeks in a row and was okay. I know yeah. he got suspended on the second one, didn't he? I did because he broke Happy's jaw, didn't he? Yeah, but, but um, most you see that most weeks and it it's not even an issue. You saw it more than that the two times in the Warriors game, to be fair. But um, yeah. yeah, happy happy that it didn't get any serious repercussions there. So um, that's all the news. And we, at least we did it under an hour, Paul. So um, we get to keep our pay this week. Yeah, that's um, So we'll move into the round, um, starting with the Panthers scraping home against Manly 24-12. Yeah, it was four tries to two here. Um, for the Panthers, two tries to Stephen Crichton, one to Sunuya Taruva, and one to Brian Toto. Two tries for Manly, two or four Slippley and Ruben Garrick. Yeah, so um, Panthers just do what they do best here. Um, as Paul said, Panthers won next. No, Pretty we give much. insights. We give insights <laughs> on this. Um, they absorbed Manly's um, attack and they just sent their backs to work. Um, such a tough team to dissect. Um, it'll take a massive effort from someone to stop them from getting the three peak. Um, your take on the on the Panthers? Yeah, I didn't feel like it was their finest game of the year, but understandable given they were missing half of their spine. Uh, they still had more than enough class to deal with what Manly threw at them in the first half and find a way to overcome it. And your take on Manly? Yeah, I thought in the first half they did a great job to throw the cat amongst the pigeons in the in the first half. They they were a bit unlucky not to lead at half time due to a contentious call or two or non call. The Liam Martin knock on, which led to a try. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, ultimately they got a bit tricky for their own good with you know kicking jewels and and funny plays like that on on first tackle. So yeah, I don't, that's probably not the way you're going to beat Penrith. Yeah, um, they tried that unorthodox um, approach, trying to play more free flow football with early kicks. Um, it looked like it could work at the start, but yeah, they just couldn't keep it up for the eighty. Um, that style was high risk, and it just didn't work. But um, I thought it was a valiant effort. Um, from them. I think they got a lot closer than we expected. Your player to stand out? I put uh, credit Stephen Crichton. Um, yeah, he strikes again with the uh, with the intercepts. He's yeah, he's just that kind of bloke. Can even when they're not playing well, he can come up with a couple of big plays and take a game away. Yeah, I went with Taruva. Um, you know, he ran for two hundred and fifty six meters. He had one line break, but seven tackle breaks. Um, he's kind of like a little unsung guy in their back line, which, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, a great effort from him. Um, mm. So we'll we'll move on to yes. the Sharks to, yeah, on Friday night, beating the Titans thirty six to six. Yeah, one way traffic, seven tries to one. Uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo grabbed two. Connor Tracy, Cam McInnes, Wade Graham, Toby Rudolph, and Jesse Ramian. They were the seven tries for the Sharks. Only the one try for the Titans, Tino Faso Malawi. Yeah, um, Sharks look back to that rich attacking form that had me predicting them to go all the way this year um, before the season started. They're just so dangerous with the ball in hand. Um, however, it was against another bottom bottom nine side, um, but they at least kept them to only one try, um, which I think was good for them. Um, what's your take on the Sharkies? I thought it was a good step forward for them again. Um, they look like they've possibly steadied the ship leading into finals after that wobbly patch of form. Um, after the Warriors game, the the team shake-up that Craig Fit, Fitzgibbon's given them, you know, he's brought in a couple of new new faces and um, 
looks to looks to have reinvigorated their form. Yeah, and you, you take on the, the poor old Titans. I felt like it was a little bit of a letdown game from them after showing a lot of grit and a lot of heart against against the Warriors. Um, yeah, they just didn't appear in the contest at all this game whatsoever. Yeah, um, yeah, like Paul said, Titans on holiday now. Yeah, they were just never in the hunt, um, the Titans. Um, they, I don't think they perform that bad. They just can't defend well, which has been an ongoing thing for years. Um, and they just weren't allowed many chances with the ball in hand. I expect more of the same from them in 2024 if they don't sort out that defense in the offseason. Um, your, your player. I put Ronaldo Muletalo. Nice to see him back in back in try scoring form as well with a with a couple of meat pies there. So um he yeah, needs nice to get to a see. few more. He does. He does. Um, as as my predicted leading try scorer, I need him to get back up there. <laughs> I went with Cam McGuinness. Um, you know workhorse, eh? Workhorse. Yeah, just a workhorse in the middle. Um always head down, bum up and doing all the all the dirty work. So um mm. massive credit to him. Yep. Uh, final game on Friday, Broncos defeating the Eels 54-10. Yeah, I think that's quite possibly the Eels done for the year. Uh, nine tries to two here. Uh, Adam Reynolds, Billy Walters, Dean Mariner with two. Herbie Farnworth, Ezra Mam. Did I say Billy Walters had two? He had two. Kurt yeah. Capewell and Reese Walsh with a nine tries for the Broncos. Only two for the Eels, Sean Russell, Dylan Brown. Yeah, Broncos just far too dangerous here, man. Um, they look like they're scoring it well. Um, they play such an exciting style. Um, makes them very dangerous. Um, they're just relentless too, which makes them even more of a threat. Um, does make me a, a bit more worried about facing them in the finals um, as a Warriors fan. Um, I think like when they're on like this, I don't see any team stopping them. Even the Panthers, if they get into this type of mood, I mm. don't think the Panthers could stop them either. Um, it's just if they can do this every week or have they peaked too early again like we saw last year. Um, but your take on the Bronx. I sure hope they have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was just a walk in the park. Um, they just had way too much an attack. Didn't give the Eels an inch with their defense either. Uh, they got strike power all over the park. Looking across their team, you, you can't really see any weaknesses to them. Um, yeah, I think they're a really strong shot to lift the trophy this year. Hopefully not, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Like I could see it happening. Yeah, and uh, the Eels. Yeah, this is a terrible performance from them. A team fighting for their season, uh, and it just goes from bad to worse now with Mitch Moses picking up an injury that will end his and more than likely the Eels' season. I, I don't, I don't see them cracking that top eight with him with him out. He's such a key man in their team. Yeah, I just think they um, they never had a, a chance in this match. The Broncos refused to let them play, and the further they got behind on the scoreboard, the less confident they looked for obvious reasons. Um, but, yeah, they still statistically have a shot at making the eight. Um, but this NOS has knocked them down a peg. No Moses. Um, it's going to be tough. They do have that bye in the final round. So they just need to win this week, basically. Um, but, yeah, I think I think their season's done. Um, but I said the night season was done a couple of weeks ago. And look at them. 
um, your mm. player to stand out? Honestly, this one was tough because pretty much the whole team played well. Everybody played well. Um, yeah. But I'll take Walsh. Just he's dangerous every time he gets the ball. He creates something. His speed, his ball playing, you know, the Harbour, Harbour Bridge passes, Dean Mariner. Um, there's always something happening around him. So he, he gives them a he gives them that little bit extra. Yeah, you went cliche there picking the superstar, so I'll go cliche and pick a, a tough nut forward. So I went with Kurt Capewell. Um, Phil Capewell, um, he was just great for them again in the middle. Um, I know they didn't have to do a lot of defending, but he's such a good link player and as a forward. Um, yeah, and thought he had a, a great game and got to score a try. So um, mm. well done. Yep. Um, first game on Saturday, Rabbits defeating the Dragons 26-14. Yeah, and it was four tries to three. A nice close battle uh, for the Rabbitohs. Two to Alex Johnston. No surprises there. Campbell Graham and Cody Walker. Uh, three tries for the Dragons. Michaeli Ravalawa at Ben Hunt and Tyrell Sloan. Yeah, unconvincing performance from the Rabbits here. Uh, too many errors, as I say, every bloody week. Um, 16 at the end of this game. Um, needed their stars to stand up, and they just didn't. Um, another team at risk of missing out on finals if they don't turn things around. Um, and they need a massive improvement this week if they want to stop the Inval Knights. Um, your take on the Rabbits? You're not the kind of form that will scare many of the top eight teams here. Good enough to get the result against the bottom four team, obviously, but they they seem to be taking the ball for granted and, and not completing at a high enough rate to worry any of the, any of the big dogs. I still think they have the cattle should they manage to get things right, but that's a big that's a big if. Yeah, and uh, your take on on the dragons. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Again, I thought a pretty brave effort from them. Uh, I think they've been fighting pretty well recently, even if they haven't been picking up the wins. But And again, I feel like they have every right to feel a bit hard done by with some decisions. Um, I know there was one try, definitely, which I think I talked about a little earlier, um, was a really nice try. A cracking try, if not for half the team being offside in front of the kicker. Um but all in all, not their worst effort and probably deserved a better scoreline. Yeah, and Paul just brought up the, one of the best stats I've ever seen. Uh, Dragons are 0 and 11 away from home. Uh, they've, got <laughs> an, not... uh, they've, they've got a massive away from home game uh, next week. But um, 
we'll talk about that later on yeah. um, in another episode. But yeah, I thought uh, as much as I give them stick, I thought they showed a lot of heart again, second week in a row. Um, they've got absolutely nothing to play for, um, but they did, they made a lot of errors and some poor defensive reads. Um, they're just counting down the days to the end of the season, like a lot of teams are, but at least for their fans, they've avoided the spoon and they're still f- putting some fight into their performance. So um, mm. well done. Well done, Dragons, for not completely giving up. Um, your player that stood out, I think this is the first one this week we've agreed on. Yeah, AJ, Alex Johnston, bit of a stinker of the game, so a lot of people I didn't feel were worthy of it, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it to the man who picked up a double and... Yeah, he's very good got, at that. Yeah, got another double and got another step closer to that record. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, I had the same. There wasn't anyone that really stood out for me, so that's why I went with him too. Um, next game on Saturday, Warriors defeating the Tigers, thirty to twenty-two. Yeah, a bit, bit close for comfort here, but it was five tries to four in our favour. Luke Metcalf, Adam Pompey, Dallin Watinez, Lesniak, Tohu Harris, Adam Fenua Blake were the Warriors try scorers. Four tries for the Tigers, Stafford Tour, Luke Brooks, Dane Laurie, Stafford Tour grabbed another one at the end. Yeah, another scratchy game from the Warriors here. Started strong, but uh, let the Tigers into the match. Um, the early exit of Egan um, didn't help matters. Um, and I did have, if you read my review, I had some issues with Luke Metcalf, um, which I feel like I'm on the wrong end of the stick because every other review I've read or listened to was doing throwing nothing but praise his way. But um, sitting there live behind the goalpost so you can get the full layout of the field, um, there was a, a poor Fijian winger um, almost in tears screaming for the ball and um, that little Samoan half just wouldn't pass it to him. Um, so I don't know if that's the Samoa-Fiji battle, but um, yeah, I thought if he could feed his outside men a bit more, I think the Warriors would have racked up some more points. Um, I, as I said earlier, I left that game um, very upset and emotional about the poor performance I saw watched it a few more times when I got home so I could write my review and kind of got a bit more optimism back. Um, my confidence has taken a knock, though, and I think they're going to need a big bounce back this week. Mm. Uh, for me, yeah, definitely a very frustrating watch when you stack it up against some of our better better showings this year. But also two points is two points. It's It's yeah. good to still get the result even when you're not at your best. I feel like losing Egan and not having chance affected our performance on both sides of the ball. And we were definitely found wanting on defence a few too many times for my liking. And that hasn't been our standard this this year. So hopefully hopefully we get that back out of our game. Yeah, and your take on the Tigers? I thought they did a really good job to push a top four side so hard, particularly away from home. Um, Some great performances from individuals in their team like Dane Laurie and Jareen Bull in particular, um, they really gave us problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, massive effort from the Tigers. Um, they had the Warriors at sixes and sevens with some of their ruck play. Um, you know, Uppy is one of the Uppy, best of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and their small men had a field day um, against some tiring Warriors middles. Um, they gave it everything, um, which is all you can ask for as a Tigers fan, I guess. Um 
And yeah, as we mentioned already um, with Paul's info that he brought us, they've had so many narrow losses this year, so you know that they are still fighting. Mm. Um, hopefully, brighter times are just around the corner. Yeah. And uh, your your player? I put Big Fanor Blake. Uh, there you go, Brad. I, I picked a prop for you. Um, just another beast of a performance. He seems to do it every week this year, but I think he was up over... I think he was nearly 280 metres for the game, had well yeah. over 20, 20 runs. Uh, yes, remarkable. I, Played I, I know he hobbled. Yeah, it's ridiculous, mate. Yeah, I know he hobbled off at the end of the game, so I hope nothing too serious there. And it's just a, you know, normal sort of battle scars, and he, he heals up all right from that because he's, uh, he's very key for what we're doing. Yeah, and um, Paul's mentioned Tigers with 341 is the lowest points for any of the team this season. Yep, but they're also one of only five teams to have beaten the Panthers this year. And that was the Panthers with Cleary playing as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, for the first time on our show, have picked a team, uh, a player to stand out from the opposition. I went with Dane Laurie. Um, I thought he was fantastic in this game. He um, showed how dangerous he is as a six. So when he takes over, when Jerome Luai leaves the Panthers, um, I think that's going to be a dangerous halves combination at Penrith. And that's crazy that the Tigers even let him go. Oh, yeah. Um, I think even last year, I think he was one of their best players. Um, I know he was playing fullback and they've got Buller there now, but he can play. I think you could put Laurie anywhere in that back line. He's going to give 100%. This is, this is the trouble with the Tigers, though, isn't it? Uh, he's clearly one of their best players and struggled to crack the team this year. And when he's in there, look look what he can do. He, he was outstanding. So yeah, hopefully Benji um, doesn't come up with stinkers like that next year because, yeah, yeah, unfortunately they're going to lose him and he should be a key member of their team. Yeah, no, Jacko said um, AFB's playing at a level few props can reach, but he looks buggered. Rest him for the Dolphins game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know if they're going to rest him, but I think we'll see reduced minutes. I think we I think I, Webster we haven't chatted for a while, but um, I think he's going to start listening to me a bit more, and you may see reduced minutes for Tohu and Adam for these last couple of games just to make sure they're they're still alive come finals time because um, Finua Blake's carrying that team on his back. Um, when it comes to the forward stuff and yeah, the last thing they want is an injury. Um, and yeah, Jacko said that the Tigers thought um, poor old Laurie was too small. Um, yeah, that's crazy talk um, in my eyes, but the Tigers may learn one day. Um, next game, uh, Roosters defeating the Dolphins 30-14. to 14. And it was five tries to two. For the Roosters, uh, Joey Manu, Billy Smith, uh, Joseph Soali'i, and Drew Hutchison with a double. He had a really big game. Two tries for the Dolphins, Ray Stone, Jermaine Isako. Yeah, Roosters notched up a, another decent win here, keeping their slim chances of footy, finals footy alive. Um, tore the Dolphins apart with some strong attacking sets and utilised some second-face football. Not convinced yet but they, they keep winning, so who knows what's going to happen. Um, what do you reckon about your your trucks? Oh, great team, mate. Um, 
yeah, another good game from the Chooks. They'll be really disappointed they've left it this late. Um, I think Hutchison was really good, I, and he added a lot of direction to their game. I almost feel like he should have been included in this role a lot sooner than he has been. Yeah. You take on the, on the fence. Uh, I thought they did a good job to withstand a lot of pressure from the Roosters in the first half and, and somehow managed to go into the Sheds 8-0 up. Yeah. Um, yeah, ultimately they ran out of steam and, and couldn't foot it with the Roosters like they did early, earlier in the year. Yeah, um, they did their best, um, but they're just not at the same level at this time of season. Um, as Paul's mentioned, um, they had four in the opening six rounds and then four wins in the next 18. Yeah, they, they started with a hiss and a roar, um, but as the season's gone on, their performances have dropped. Um, yeah. It's it's not a secret. Bennett's talked about it a lot. Um, but, yeah, commendable, I think. They just don't have the firepower, and I think um, it's it's all it was always going to be a learning curve this year. Um, but, yeah, they're doing a lot better than a lot of people expected. So, mm. uh, yeah, tough luck, but hopefully they're, they're stronger next year. Your player that stood out, I think we picked the same guy again. Oh, well, Paul was going to jump in. Paul, jump back. No, no, I'll, I'll leave the Q&A. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Drew Hutchison. I, I already yeah. mentioned him in my breakdown of the Roosters. He was he was really, really good. Um, gave them a bit of direction, straightened up their attack uh, better than it has been for a lot of the year. Um, yeah, and a couple of, couple of tries, some try assists. He, he had a big one. Yeah, I went with Drew as well. Um, thought he had a great game. Um, and like you said, should have probably been involved a bit sooner um, this season. But, yeah, congrats. Uh, first game on Sunday, uh, Storm defeating the Raiders 48-2. to uh, Yes, sorry, Simon. That was probably not nice viewing for you. Nine tries to nil. Uh, Christian Welch, Marion Seve, Rima Smith, Ali Kartor, Trent Liero, Harry Grant, Cam Munster, Nick Meany, Young Tonomapea. So different try scores each time there. Yeah. And uh, Jamal Fogarty got the only points for the Raiders with a penalty. Yeah. Um, so I know we don't normally talk about them, but since that's the only points they got, we, we probably should. But <laughs> yeah. um, practice run for the Storm here. Felt like they were almost scoring on every set. And defensively, they didn't really have to work too hard at all. Uh Bellamy uh, knows when to get his team in the right form to hit finals, so they don't peak too early. And I think we, if this version of the Storm um, continue from here on out, um, they could make some waves deep into the finals. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Paul said, yeah, Raiders with a points differential of negative 120 puts them 14th in the league, but sits sixth at the table. Yeah, it's that whole when they lose, they lose badly sometimes, and when they win, they lose, they win close. Yeah. Um, your take on the Storm? Yeah, outstanding game from the Storm. Um, scoring tries for fun. I, I still feel like they've had too many off games this year to convince me that they can produce like this every game during the finals. But at the same time, it wouldn't shock me. It's the Storm after all. And Craig Bellamy at the helm, they, they know what to do at the end of the year. They do have a tough game this week against the Dragons, though, so we'll see. We'll see if they're proper conditions. And yeah, Paul said Raiders' biggest win this season was by 10 points. Um, they might have a chance to beat that this week, I think. Um, I'm confident. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, Jacko said underestimate Ballyac and the Storm at your peril. Yeah, yeah. I never write them off, no matter how good or bad they're going. You, you're silly. Um, but your take on the Raiders? I don't know if there's really much to say. Well, nothing really good to say. Yeah, it was a terrible match from the Green Machine, who normally go well against the Storm. To be fair, they've they've got a good record against them. in Melbourne. Yeah, five on the trot in in Melbourne leading into this game. So yeah, that. That was blown out of the water well and truly. Um, yeah, hopefully for them this hasn't dented, dented their confidence too badly heading into finals. Uh, I think they'll desperately want a big confidence-boosting win against the Dog this weekend by more than 10 points if, if possible. Yeah, um, I felt like they never got off the bus. Um, Sticky said it best in the press. I know he was only there for like 10 seconds, but... Um... <laughs> He, he said they were they come into this match fighting for a top four spot and they offered this type of performance. He was really disappointed. Um, I was surprised with the effort as well. Um, and I still think they're a, a favorite to get eliminated in the first week of finals. Yeah. Um, your player? Uh, again, another one of those games where most of the team went really well. I, I picked Harry Grant. Um, yeah, he's... He's a gun. What more can yeah. I say? Yeah, I went with Nick Meany. Um, I think it was a, another strong showing from him, especially with um, that young, um, inexperienced fullback coming back in reserve grade that wants to take a spot. Little, little puppy. Guy, little puppy. So, um, yeah, I think it was another good showing from him to show that, you know, that spot should be his. Um, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a great outing from him. Um, so, Moving, another blowout. Last game of the round. Knights defeating the Bulldogs, 42-6. to six. Seven tries to one here for the Knights. Dane Gagai, Tyson Gamble with two. Kurt Mann, Inari Tuala, Leo Thompson and Jack the Ripper, Jack Hetherington. He crossed for one. Uh, only the one try for the Dogs. Uh, Reed Marnie burrowing over from Dummy Half. Yeah. Um yeah, and Paul's mentioned here before we go into it, uh, Bulldogs have the worst defence in the league, allowing 657 points. Not, yeah. not good reading, is it? No. Um, but, yeah, the Knights, their rich vein of form continues with another dominant display. I wrote them off, as I said um, earlier, a few weeks ago, and they've been on fire ever since. Um, the spine's clicking, forwards are not taking a back step, and the back line's reaping the rewards. Um, could be a team that throws a spanner in the works in the finals, which I don't believe i would be saying at this point but um yeah they deserve it um your thoughts on the knights yeah pretty much the same as you brad just said differently they're, they're flying at the moment they look every bit of a top eight team who could worry teams in the finals everyone everybody seems on the same page and they're scoring some really great tries so yeah they're looking dangerous yeah um bulldogs yeah, the Dogs won't look back on their two games against the Knights this year fondly. That, that's for sure. I think on aggregate, it was well over 100 points to the Knights. I think well over 100 to 6. Um, can't remember what the total was exactly. But, yeah, I think for the Dogs, the end of year can't come soon enough and go again next year. Yeah, they were just shocking here. Uh, poor discipline, poor attack, poor defence, just poor. Um, another team counting down to the season's over, like you said. Um, short, sharp, and sweet. Your yep. player that stood out. Um, oh, before you say, 
uh jacko said the johns brothers have said the knights are like the 05 tigers and are a big chance to win the premiership they're they trying would, to be they would say that <laughs> yeah they're, they're loyal to a fault to the knights yeah. um people might say the same about us when we say the warriors are going to go all the way you know yeah. <laughs> um but yeah your player that stood out uh put tyson gamble i thought he's really good here a uh, couple of tries he's just especially with hastings going down injured he mm. he, he really stepped up yeah, I went with Dane Gagai. Um, yeah, he was amazing. Thought, thought he was great out there, um, really asking a lot of questions of the dogs. Um, but then everyone was. Um, so, yeah, massive, massive win for the Knights. So we'll that's the round. So we'll go to either the ladder or the tips. Uh, Paul's choice. Gone ladder. Was I top eight last week or you? Yeah, I think you were. Um, yeah, you, I'll, you I'll take it. Yeah, it's very much the same. Um, Penrith 1, Brisbane 2, Warriors 3, Melbourne 4. Top 4 remains the same, in the same order. Uh, Cronulla have moved up to 5th. Raiders have dropped to 6th. Newcastle and Souths remain 7th and 8th. Yeah, so the only change in there was the the Sharks and Raiders switching. Then uh, the bottom 9, Cowboys have gone up to ninth. Eels have gone down to 10th, uh, Roosters up to 11th, Manly down to 12th, and then the rest are all stayed where they were last week. So Titans 13, Dolphins 14, Bulldogs 15, Dragons 16, and then Tigers 17. Um, so it's that fun time of the year where we can talk about it. Who, where, where are we cutting off the, the comp, Rich? Uh, I think you got to say... At the Roosters, even the Roosters are at very long odds where they, they'll need to win all their games and have other results go their way. But it's going to get real interesting now because I know these coming weeks, there's some teams fighting for that seventh, eighth spot. They're they're playing against each other, so things are really going to um, get spicy. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, the, going to say the, the same. Roosters, yeah, we're playing each other this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Which makes you um, yeah. ideas. Yeah, as a... The cutoff will be between those two next weekend, depending yeah. on which team. Leaves. Yeah, it's, it's essentially a finals game this week. Yeah, um, winner winner moves on, um, loser is gone. So um, yeah, hopefully we've got a bit more of a, an idea, um, which is good because I think this time last year you might remember Paul. We basically had the top eight sewn up. I think there was really only one. It was whoever could sneak into the eighth position. Um, mm. One to seven were already lined up, like weeks before the finals even started. I think I think Souths is, and maybe the Cowboys. I know Souths definitely still have a bye remaining as well, which helps them getting a free two yeah. points. Yeah, um, yeah, and Parramatta also have that bye as well. Parramatta might be the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Parramatta and South got supplies, but Parramatta have got to play the got to play the Panthers as well. Yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, they like they like beating the Panthers in regular season those Eels. Um, so you never know. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting times. Um, so yeah, actually, that's, that's a question for you while we're looking at this. Is does it matter if you come first or second in the table? Um, now, obviously, obviously, there's, there's a minor premiership there, which is important yeah. to a degree. But as far as the finals go, because the final is a a, um, a set location, isn't it? I think. Um, does it matter um, if you're first or second? Other other than the minor premiership, it, it doesn't really. give you any other benefit. No. 
So, first and second get to have home games. That first round, you get to play them at your home stadium instead of getting moved to a bigger one. But um, if you're first or second, you get that. So, um, and for for the Brisbane, that doesn't affect them because their stadium is the big one for their area. So, um, but yeah, for I guess minor premiership. I I don't know if you get. Do you get a? a I think you get a. Yeah, I think you get a monetary reward, don't you? And a big reward shield. Reward for getting the minor premiership and the yeah. big shield. Yeah, just, it's just then, yeah, but it just comes down to whether whether Panthers would rest some players two weeks out. They generally do. They they um, have done, yeah. They generally do this time which, of year. Which, um, which could open it up, as you say, which could open it up for the uh, um for, for, for the Eels. Well, it, was all, it was basically where I was going with that. I think I think Penrith and Brisbane play each other too, don't they? In in the run home, so that might decide it too. Yeah, and Simon says um, first and second do have a second chance. The top four get a second chance. Um, so whoever loses that first, the, the two teams that lose um, in the first week of finals um, get to stay the next week. And so, host. Um, top four is important. So, 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 yeah, so Panthers have got Titans, Eels, and then Cowboys, whereas um, Broncos have got the, uh, the bye um, Raiders, um, and um, and Storm. So no, they don't. They don't, oh, they don't play each other. Oh, I'm misinformed. Yeah, it's Storm. Um, they're playing the Storm. Storm. So. Yeah, that's who it is. That's who um, it is. So yeah, um, interesting. It, it, it's good couple of weeks leading into the finals. There's some good matchups there. Um, yeah, you want to bring up the tipping? Um, Paul. Oh, look at that. Look Dude. at those two stars, Richie. Do you like those two stars? Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you've had a star this year. Have you? Yet? Mm, are we counting your Origin? No, I picked Queensland. No, because we game. all got. Yeah, <laughs> um, we all got stars the first two weeks of Origin. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure selecting one game gets one you game. Star. Hey, I'll yeah, take. I'll take any little win. Um, so yes, yeah, Simon and myself both got every game correct last week, so we both get the gold star. So um, Simon is still leading the comp, 118 out of 180. I'm on 117 out of 180. And Richie, you only got one wrong. Um, you could have given me a little. You could have given me a little silver star. No, seven out of eight's pretty good. No, we're not not giving you a <laughs> no. Um, so you're on 109 out of 180. Um, so still not that far behind. Um, a few few correct calls and um, upsets you might get there. Hey, um, we'll see. And before we move to questions, I'll just do a quick rundown of the round four results of the NRLW. So uh, the Raiders defeated the Dragons 19-18. Uh, the Cowboys defeated the Tigers 16-12. Broncos defeated the Eels 22-12. Roosters defeated the Sharks 36-12. And then the Knights defeated the Titans 22-10. Um, so Roosters still look like the team to beat, um, as we mm. expected, um, with all the stars they've got. Uh, questions. So, Paul, did you have? You said you had a question you were going to ask, but were there any other questions as well? Uh, there are no other questions from the um, uh, from the from the live chat. Um, it's because so they've all left to go watch soccer, I believe. But the, <laughs> it's, cool. it's cool. Well, there is that. Yes. Um, so, my my question was going to be around the Dolphins, um, in the fact that. Um, and you mentioned that you hope they're going to be, be stronger next year, but the they, they start with Hissner Raw four wins in the first six games, and let's say they've, they've won six games since then in the next 18 rounds. Which is the real Dolphins? Are they that Dolphins we saw in that first opening six rounds, or are they or are the Dolphins the team 
that we've seen since then, and are they are they going to be sort of bottom bottom uh, bottom two, bottom three um, for the next year? I I think they're, they're closer to the team we've seen recently than they are to the team that started. Um, I think no one really knew what to expect, so it was a bit harder to you know prepare for them at the start. Um, I do, I think. I still don't see them making finals next year, but I don't think they're going to be bottom two. Um, they've got some good players coming in. Um, so I think that will help them out. But um, And, yeah, the young guys that they they um, brought in this year have had a season of experience. So I think there will be improvement. But you just never know in this comp. Like, the Warriors are top four right now. They were second to last, almost getting the spoon last year. Um, the Eels made the grand final and now they look like they won't make the finals at all. Um, a, a year can, can change um, good or bad, but that's my Richie answer sitting on the fence. Uh, no, well, you, 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 okay. So, so your answer was you, you expect them to be a uh, lower mid table, lower mid table. Yeah. Um, Richie, are you low mid, uh, where, where do you see them? low mid table or, or, um, or bottom tier where the bulldogs, dragons and tigers are this year? Well, I, I, th- yeah, I, one thing I know for sure, they've got a really good coach. Um, they've got a squad full of battlers that were going good until their depth was getting tested uh, a bit too much. But I think they've got some good, really good guys coming in for next year. So that, that would help in that department. Um, it's all going to depend on how how durable they are next year with their squad health, but if, if they have a good run with injuries, I wouldn't be surprised if they're fighting for the eight. Or on the cusp, you know, uh, anywhere from that sort of seven through to ten. Seven through ten, eleven, twelve, that, that sort of area, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so you're saying, so uh, they, uh, no throwing wooden spoons in, in the training pitch for um, uh, the Dolphins. Um, no, dragons, dragons are getting that next year. If if it's not, get, if they're not getting a spoon this year, uh, yeah, I think they're only going to get better next year. Cool. That was my um, that was my question to you guys. Cool. Um, we'll go with your question first. Okay. Yeah. So word is, Timothy Martin is nearly good to go. Do do you see him as part of our lineup given his lack of game time recently? And our established combinations already. And if if you do see him as part of the lineup, how do you how would you go about bringing him back in? Starting at six next week. Really, you're really off Metcalf. I'm not off him. I just I'm thinking about winning a grand final here, and I don't see us winning a grand final with Luke Metcalf. I see us winning one with Tamari Martin. Um, Luke's great at the the running. Um, running but controlling that left edge i think we go say we go into a grand final against penrith penrith no they've got to make sure dallin doesn't get the ball and they go we don't even have to worry about the left edge because the ball doesn't go that way um and when it does it's because sean's run around and um taken over on that side so we can basically ignore that side you have to marry martin there you know you've got two halves that can you know set the second row as the centers and the wingers up um mm. so i think that way and he hasn't had that game time but you know it's game against the dragons at home next week and then the dolphins um it's the best time to to get him some 
some game out and some game time and get some match fitness into him. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking long term. It's not like um, Metcalf's, you know, out in the dumpster and never playing again, right? Mm. Um, he wasn't really expected to be playing as much as he has this year. Yeah. Um, if there's a way to keep him involved, um, I, I put him on the bench. I, I wouldn't mind, but that's a pretty small bench already. Yeah. Um, and it's not like he's known to play dummy half, so you couldn't even get rid of Siren and bring him in where he could mm. fill in at hooker if need be. Um, he's an out and out back. So, um, yeah, it's tough, but I, I want to go with experience. You know, Tamari Martin's been there, done that on the big stage. Yeah. Um, and we don't have a lot of players in that team right now that have that type of experience. So I think that experience is more valuable than the flair that we get and the pace that we get from Metcalf. And what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're just very different, aren't they? Um, Metcalf, where he shines as his support player, if someone makes a, a breaks through the line, like, like we saw on the weekend, Mitch Barnett making a line break and who's right there on his shoulder. We, we've seen that from yeah. Luke Metcalf a number of times this year, and, and, and he's pretty good at picking up tries in that fashion. But I think you, you bring up a very good point about the number of weapons in our team that would open up if Tamari Martin's back in the saddle um, on the other side of the field. Um, it certainly gives the other team a lot more to be worried about rather than uh, focusing on stopping our right, right-hand sweep towards Dallin, like you say. So, I th- yeah, I think you make a really good point there. Yeah, um, if if we don't see uh, Tamari at all for the rest of the year and it's Luke, I'm not sitting here throwing my toys going, this is rubbish. You know, yeah. I'm sure Mikas going to do what he does. But, yeah, I'm looking at it defending-wise. You go, we've got to watch out for Egan in the middle. Got to watch for Sean on that side, Tamari on that side, and Chance swinging around wherever he feels yeah. like going. That seems mm. more dangerous um, than worrying about a forward doing an offload from a break to, to Metcalf. But, um, yeah, I'm sure you'll kill it if he's still there, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, my question for you, um, it's it may get answered because of the team selections, but Bunty Afoa has not played the last two matches for the Warriors, and they're not performed at the level we expect. Do you think they're missing him, and would you bring him back in? Spoilers, he's back this week. but He is uh, back this week. Um, this question was made before the team was announced. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Mitch Barnett's out with with his uh, leg cut. Um, had Mitch Barnett been available for selection, uh, I'd be fine with Bunty for missing out again. I love Bunty. Nothing, no, nothing personal against him. Um, I I do love what Jazz brings off the bench. I, I think he's just he'll get better with the more match fitness he gets. Like, obviously, he's just coming back from from injury layoff. Um, I feel like the past couple of games, what we've really missed is Chance when he was when he was off and the week just gone also losing Egan early in the match. Um, I think that's where we've been really disjointed. A couple of spine members um, not being there and yeah. not, not so much Bunty. I think with Bunty not being there, we can we can replace him. I know he's probably sl- you know a little bit bigger body than Jazz, but um, yeah, I feel like he's a little bit more replaceable. And where we've really been lacking is Chance being not being there and 
and then Egan in the last game. So yeah, yeah. if he's if he's there, that's good. Um, if not, I'm more than happy having Jazz there because he just brings us probably a little bit more energy, a little less size, but a little bit more energy, and and I think he would almost impact the game a little bit more, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I think they've been missing him. I think they've been missing his defense because you saw, especially in that Tigers game, um, their little men were carving up in the middle, um, and Bunty, when he's there in the middle, he shuts that down. Um, so I think they've missed that. Um, again, it's like the Metcalf situation. If he's not named, it's not the end of the world. I know Jazz is a great player. Um, I personally, if he was there, I would have him starting like he is this week, and I'd be keeping Jazz, Dylan, um, Sirenin, and Barnett, and I'd be dropping Curran if it was me. Ooh, that's a big I call. love, I love Curran, but I don't see the reason to need Curran and Jazz and Walker on the bench because Curran's just an out-and-out second rower and they've got two second rowers that play 80 minutes. So you're effectively bringing him on just to do 20 minutes where I think you could use that 20 minutes elsewhere, um, especially to I try don't... to keep guys like Adam fresh. It's a great uh, debate, isn't it? Because I, I don't see Curran as an out-and-out edge forward. I know we've seen him at 13 before as, as well, last year and he did a really good job there but yeah that's a tough call i'm glad um webster has to make it not me it's a great problem to have having as opposed to last year where you were just kind of throwing anyone in because that was all they had so yeah yeah um, yeah i love karen though i don't get me wrong but um yeah i'm just trying to think of the best way to utilize the, the middle more because you can't have adam playing 70 minutes every week mm. um and he's playing more minutes because they don't have a guy like Bunty in there that can absorb that damage for as long. Uh, Jazz will get there. He's only two weeks back from a massive yeah. injury. So, mm. um, But, yeah. So that was it. Great questions. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, oh, wait, we've got Paul. No, I'm going to throw another question at you guys. Looking at Honestly, the table. We're going long here, you know. I know we are. We're going to go very long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the table then. Um the, uh, the Warriors are two games clear now of fifth place. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter when it comes to finals time, really, if you finish third or fourth. So mm. how do you approach these next three games, knowing that you've, you've basically got a top four tied up? Are you looking at resting players, rotating, or are you looking at trying to um, go in with your main team so the continuity is there uh, and you've got the form going in, you've got the, the, the kind of the positivity of all the wins and good good results going into to the finals. I started with Richie this time. Richie, how do you do? Are you going yeah. to take your no, or are you going to go for ball? That's a, that's a good question, and I think I, I wouldn't be against resting people had our form been a little bit better. I feel like we've been a little scratchy the past, say, three games. I, I wouldn't mind seeing us march our top side out there and get a couple of really good wins for our confidence, but at the same time, you are right. There's no real difference between finishing third or fourth. Um, if there were, were if there were a case of somebody hobbling in a game, um, I wouldn't be against whipping them off as quickly as possible to keep them fresh, especially if it's somebody important and maybe resting them for uh, one of the last games if need be. But uh, yeah, I think. For momentum, I wouldn't mind. I'd be marching the 
the top side out there trying to get a couple of really nice wins. Yeah, um, you guys are crazy. There's still a chance they could fall out of the top four. Um, <laughs> you know, um, they're, they're four points ahead of the Sharks. If they lose the rest of their games and the Sharks win the rest of their games, um, the Sharks get ahead of them. Even if they end up on the same amount of points, there's a massive chance the Sharks' points differential could be better. Yeah, but say there's a scenario where the last game, for instance, where we've got it sewn up. If we've got it sewn up and we're playing the Dolphins over there, I yeah. still, I don't, the Warriors seem to take a back step when they have a week off. So I would still be playing them, but maybe reducing minutes. So, yeah. you know, if the game's kind of, we've seen it a few times this year when the game looks a bit more comfortable, Tohu and Adam come off and they have a rest. Yeah. That type of thing. Um, but yeah, I want them to be be confident hitting some form. Uh, yeah. Probably a completely different opinion if they were putting 30, 40 points on teams the last two weeks. Mm. Um, but so just just, you know, just to sell people's nerves, the Sharks haven't. Uh, we, we've always said the Sharks don't don't beat top team top, top eight teams. They've got basically three top eight teams. Well, okay, the Cowboys are in ninth at the moment, but three top eight teams in the last three games. So look, they could always so, do it. We never know. Then <laughs> my predicted premiers for a reason. They're dangerous. Um, so yeah, okay. So both the boys are saying go full bore, but. Um, um, but uh, Richie's saying, look, if someone's if someone's got a niggly injury, perhaps uh, um, don't risk the injury. Um, but otherwise, yeah. go full ball till the uh, yeah. Till the end. Well, yeah, like last week we saw Adam go off with a bit of a limp. I may have given him a week off this week, maybe. Um, yeah. To make sure that was fit. So stuff like that. If there's something where you push them for one more play and they might not play again this year, you don't do that. So yep. um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and Webster we trust. He knows what he's doing. He does. So um, we'll move on. Yeah, so we'll move on. We've got the, uh, yeah, we'll go through the Warriors-Seagulls game first at Daniel Anderson Stadium, Richie. Yeah, Daniel um, Anderson Stadium. I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you go through the Warriors team. Yep, I'll go through the Warriors lineup. There's really only one injury force change. Um, so the team is Chans at fullback, Dallin and Marcelo Montoya on the wings. Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey centers, Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson in the halves, unchanged backline for a number of weeks now. Uh, forward pack, Anfinor Blake, uh, Wade Egan, and Bunty R4 comes in for Mitch Barnett. That, that's your front row. Edge forwards, Jackson Ford, Marata Niakore, and Tohu Harris, Locke, and Captain. Interchange bench, Dylan Walker, Jastavanga, Bailey Sirenin, Josh Curran. And then for Manly, they they messed up. There's some long names there, so I had to fit things around so the names would be on there. Um, but we've got uh, Ruben Garrick at fullback, uh, Jason Saab and Raymond uh, Tomalalo Faenga on the wings, uh, Tolotai Kola and Morgan Harper in the centres, Schuster and DCE, uh, Dale Cherry Evans in the halves. Um, front row, we've got um, Toff Sipley, uh, Lachlan Croker and Sean Kepi. Uh, second row, we've got uh, Hamoli Olokuatu and Kalma Tulangi. And then we've got Jake Travojevic uh, at lock. And then interchange, we've got Jake Arthur, Dean Madison, Aaron Woods, and Ethan Bullimore. So a lot of rumours, Richie, before we pick, uh, a lot of rumours that Schuster's going to get dropped from six and Jake Arthur's going to move in because, um, yeah, Schuster looks more like a front rower than a half, um, especially with some <laughs> yeah. of his kicking options in the weekend. But, um, yeah. This was the game uh, with five rounds to go. This was the game I circled for the Warriors that I was actually worried about. 
because Manly, you never know what you're going to get, and Manly love um, breaking Warriors fans' hearts. They um, do. So with all of that and those nerves, I've gone with the Warriors. Um, I think they're going to do it. There's two games left. Um, they've got a lot to prove, not only to themselves, but to the fans after those last two weeks. So I think they want to make a statement here. So I'm hoping for the best. I'm going Warriors. I'm going Warriors. Um, my biggest concerns are if Daily Cherry Evans were to rock up and have uh, one of his better games. Um, Olukawatu's damaging in the in, on the edge there. Um, and they've got speed out wide. Um, yep. Saab, Kohler. Uh, but I feel like man for man, if, you, if you're matching up, we match up pretty well. And particularly at home, I, I feel like we'll be up for this one. So... I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna tip us. I'll, I'll even take us. I'll go thirteen plus. There you Ooh. go. Oh, wow! Okay. And um, go bold, go bold. Simon, Simon, what did you pick, Simon? Um, so uh, Simon says that um, uh, the, the the Warriors are, are going to win, uh, but um, I'm, I'm uh, uh, but but Paul says looking at sort of the stats, uh, I wouldn't expect it to be a blowout. Um, folks, the Eagles are actually on some pretty decent form, winning three out of their last six games. And even their losses um, have been by sort of 11 points, 10 points. And then obviously the Penrith at the weekend, which is a bit bigger. Um, but um, but still, um, the Penrith one was only 12 points. So, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting a big blowout of this one. This we'll year. Get- I think the, the Eagles here are a decent team. So I would go, um, yeah, a close Warriors win is my... We're going to do them. If we lose, you can all blame me. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll go into the rest of the round, um, around 25. Um, we've got the fixtures there. Um, so Thursday night, we've got Cowboys Sharks. Um, I've actually gone with Cowboys. Um, I think Cowboys, Cowboys want to get into that eight again. So I'm picking them, especially at home. Damn you. I went Cowboys as well. I was hoping you'd go the other way. Yeah. Um, Cowboys favourites um, with the TAB at 158 to 235 by the Sharks. Um, yeah, look, Sharks don't beat top teams. So, yeah, Cowboys it is. Yep. Uh, next game was Warriors-Seagulls, which I've already picked. All of us hitting Warriors across the board. Next game is Eels-Roosters. I've gone with Roosters. I just don't see the Eels doing it without Mitch Moses. Me too. Same reason. And the TAB agrees with you as well, 162, and so does Simon. We're going with the Roosters for the for the um, uh, for the away win. Even though um, the um, Roosters are only, have only got three away wins and three and seven losses away from home, so the uh, the Roosters are, are, are don't like travelling. So um, there you go. Yeah, um, first game on Saturday, West Tigers versus the Dolphins. I'm going with the Tigers. Oh no, you're not going with the Tigers. Um, they've come close a few weeks. They're at home. They're buoyed with confidence. They've got a Dolphins team, which is struggling with depth. Easy win. Easy win. They're going to do it. I'm confident. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd be the, the only one here. Yeah, I, I went Tigers as well. Dear me. In Dolphins, we trust. Well, <laughs> yes, we've been playing that for the first six rounds. And then <laughs> it's a bit silly, but there we go. Um, yep, Simon's going with the Dolphins for this one, guys. Um, Ooh, outsiders at um, uh, $3.15. So, yeah. Simon's giving so, me a chance to catch up. 
It's not the often Tigers, the Tigers are favourites, eh? Not often the no, Tigers are favourites. They're more favourites than the Cowboys or the Roosters. That's crazy yeah. business. Get on the Tigers bandwagon. Here we go. Um, we're riding all the way to the wooden spoon. I love it. <laughs> um, next game, I think, will be pretty easy to predict. Titans, Panthers, uh, going with Panthers. Yep, definitely. Ah, oh, look, yeah, Panthers. It's only a dollar seven cents. They're massive yeah. favourites. Um, next as, game, as, as I'll storm with the next one. So yeah, yeah. Mm. next game's just as easy. I think. Are we all picking Storm to beat the Dragons? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This um, next game's going to be the big one. Yeah. Um, so first game on Sunday, the Informed Knights against the uh, the Scratchy Rabbits. I go on with Rabbits. Um, wow. It feels like a it feels like a very Rabbitos thing to um, play the game of their life and uh, break someone's momentum. So you're right. I'm picking I'm picking the Rabbits to um, score. I'm going to call it an upset right now in Newcastle. Um, yeah. This hang, one's hang, got on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you, how can you call it an upset? The Rabbits are favourites for the TAB. I know they're favourites, but the Knights are on a massive winning streak and they're playing at home. It doesn't matter. Hey. It's, it's, it's not an upset. The, the odds say the Rabbits are favourites here. Hmm. You've gone with the favourite. Yeah, yeah it's Australia. Is it a New Zealand favourites or Australian favourites that you're looking at? I look at the TAB, New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, we're not the brightest either. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> They're good at home too, the Knights. Um, they are good at home, yeah. I'm going Knights. This is a uh, this is a must watch. This got big ramifications this game too. So yeah, yeah. I'm going Knights actually to keep their keep their patch of form going. Knights are good at home, as as, as Richie said, seven wins from three and three losses. However, the Rabbits are possibly the, are one of the best traveling teams around. Eight wins, three losses on the road. So the Rabbits really do travel well. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going rabbits. Rabbits. All right, and then the final game: Raiders Bulldogs. Um, God, this could be a real bludger or a real highlight reel, depending on which Raiders show up. But I am backing the Raiders. Um, I think the, the Bulldogs, as you said already, Paul, they've been shocking this year with their stats. I think you said they had the worst defense. Yeah, worst defense, six hundred uh, fifty-seven points. Yeah. So I think this is the time we're going to see the Raiders finally get a win by more than ten this year. So I'm going Raiders. Me too. I, I agree. Uh, they're going to be desperate uh, to keep their season going in at home against one of the bottom teams, Raiders. Um, yeah, and the um, oh, I've not signed in. Jeez, to place my bet. Um, the um, and uh, yeah, you've got, to, you've got to get Raiders um, with this one. I think this this then cements the Raiders. Uh, um, Raiders finals position. Um, I think with this with this win, uh, and then you're kind of looking at um, uh, with with that Sharks loss that I think we've all predicted. This would lift Raiders up into that uh, fifth place, and uh, would I uh, say I think secure them their their finals finals footy. All nice. right, so I think that's six games we've got in common. Yep. Yeah. So um, over, I've just put in my eight-game multi for myself, um, which is hopefully going to work. Um, so a, a six-six-game multi, two dollars on, uh, we win ten dollars sixty-four cents. Did you put your eight-game multi down the weekend just gone, Brad? Seen as though you had an eight from eight. I did. Yes. Very good. Yeah, 
um, almost got enough to retire now on my TAB account. Um, either that or fill my car up with half a tank of gas. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> so what the hell's going on there? Jesus. Um, <laughs> bloody, bloody, bloody corporate, um, corporate profiteers. It's a different, different podcast, uh, Paul. We'll, we'll add that to the list. Politics. <laughs> Um, so before we move into Super League, um, I'll do a quick rundown of the NRLW round five. So we got um, the seventh place Cowboys playing the ninth place Sharks, the fifth place Tigers playing the eighth place Dragons, the fourth place Titans playing the first place Roosters, second place Knights versus sixth place Broncos, and then third place Raiders versus the tenth place Eels. Um, so some good games there. Um, yeah. I, I always watch Millie, so I'll be watching the, the Roosters Titans game um, live. But um, we'll move into uh, Super League. So um, goodbye, Jacko, if you're still here. Um, so we had the Challenge Cup, Richie. Yeah. Um, and Lee defied all the odds, and they mm. won it. Um, Lachlan, Lamb, Lachlan Lamb scored a try and kicked the match winning field goal in Golden Point. 21 years ago, his dad also scored a try and kicked a field goal in Wiggins Challenge Cup final win. It's crazy, um, right? So crazy stat that I thought um, yeah. I'd have to bring in. That was when they defeated Bradford all those years ago. Mm. Um, just a hell of a story for Lee, who they were promoted to the Super League this year and were expected to be battling for relegation. We made fun of their uh, their strip Beautiful. Um, yeah. and all that, but they've just been doing well. Um, still in contention to go deep in finals for Super League as well. Um, yeah, they were good in this game too. I, I watched it. They were they nearly choked it. Um, mm. They conceded a try right on right on the buzzer to go golden point. Um, yeah. You know, it looked like they had it in the bag before that. But like you say, great story. Uh, it opened up a great story for Lachlan Lamb to be able to kick a field goal in golden point. Lachlan Lamb may have, may have been the half that the Roosters should have kept hold of. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, the lead defeated Hull KR 17-16. We also had the Round 1 match that was missed due to the uh, World Club Challenge, and St. Helens defeated Uddersfield 32-18. Um, so they were the only two games. So we got Round 22 in the Super League coming up this week. We've got Uddersfield versus Salford, Wigan versus Hull FC, Wakefield versus Castleford, St. Helens versus Hull KR, Lee versus Catalans, which should be a great match there. Mm. Um, and Leeds versus Warrington. Um, a few good, I think the Wakefield Castleford could be an interesting one too. Yeah. Um, could have, I, I think they're still tussling for the, the bottom of the ladder. Um, so I think the winner of this, I'm just going to quickly look at the ladder. Um, enjoyable, enjoyable content, guys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they are both on eight points. So whoever wins the match this week will effectively get ahead of the other one and avoid relegation potentially. Um, so, yeah, it, that's probably another much-win game, which you wouldn't expect from two teams at the bottom of the ladder. Um, anything else you want to add, Richie? Um, go the Warriors. Um, go the Warriors? Yeah, it's been another fun night of chatting and hopefully come friday night we're we're not as agitated as we were on on saturday night brad hopefully it's a little bit more comfortable this week yeah only two more regular season home games for me to go to um gonna miss it soon but um yeah 
got the the chance of having a, a home final at some point though so that'll be fun um yeah so ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with brad and richie here on new zealand sport radio for your weekly update on rugby league uh, remember to tune in to our show 8 p.m next week or at your convenience um, at a later date on iHeartRadio or Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and thank you, Paul, for all your help in the background. And good night, everyone.